0: Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. So on this week's episode, we'll be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and so we have both have our articles for that, which we'll be getting into shortly. Um, but first, why don't we just like talk about what we've both experienced so far, because it's like, um, it was a very recent thing that happened, you know, so. Yeah, so. Uh, I live in California,
1: and I remember there was a couple weeks where the news coverage was showing, like, the brutality that the police were doing against all these protesters. And something that I found really interesting was how, um, like, in Philadelphia where it happened, or in Minnesota where it happened, they were burning stores and stuff like that. And that's all the news was showing, like, all this violence act and what they weren't showing a lot of was the peaceful protests that were happening in the spirit of um, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I found that really interesting. And another thing I find really interesting is after this movement has happened, it's been more of a conversation everywhere. Like in our school, um, I'm taking push, so the conversation about inequality, discrimination and racism has become much more, like they teach it much more and they are trying to address this as much as they can.
0: And I think that's really interesting. Um, so for me, I kind of saw the global impact that it kind of had. Um, and it showed that it was something more than, that something that was happening, not just in America, like it's happening like globally as well. This like discrimination against people. So, like, here in Canada, we had, like, protests here as well, and, uh, like, Vivo was saying, like, the news would often show you, like, the really, like, the more violent parts of everything, but then the protests that I went to, at first I was, like, unsure what it would be like, but then when I was there, it was very, like, peaceful, and everyone was very respectful, and they were just there for the cause, and that's what it was about. Um, and yeah, like what Viva also said, like about the conversations that it's like brung up in lots of places like for me and my like history classes in school and things like that. Uh, we've talked about this and uh, our teachers have asked us like how we feel about it and what we like, um, what our views are and things like that. And so it's just like started a lot of conversations. And I like how it has also prompted people to like, look at their own, um, yeah, like their own viewpoints and like kind of see how they're treating other people and things like that. And it's really, um, because it's it's a problem that's always existed, but a lot of times people tend to forget and, you know, because there's a lot of other things going on in people's lives, but this is good that like, when we start talking about it, it becomes more prevalent and people start noticing these things more.
1: I think in history, everyone has like known that um, this mistreatment and this discrimination of not just like um, black Americans, but just anyone of a different race that's like judged on their skin color has always been a problem. But I think that people are starting to address it now and really educating themselves about like if they're doing it unintentionally and they're actually educating themselves and really focusing on trying to change this as we move forward.
0: Yeah. So I think we can go on to our articles. So do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I will go first. So the article I chose is by the New Yorker and its title is A Black Lives Matter Co Fender Explains Why Times is why this time is different. And this article basically talks about how deep protests are different from what came before and how um, this organizer, um, like, explains why this time it's different. And it's interesting that he starts focusing on the fact that this was all. this was all like hidden feelings and it was sparked by the barbaric murder of George Floyd. And millions of people have lost their jobs and filed for unemployment. And he believes that this has given them the time and allowed them to actually participate in these protests. And I think that's really interesting because he was saying that if everyone were, like life was normal and there was no COVID, world pandemic, then a lot of people would be too busy. And I think that's really true.
0: Yeah, I think, like, um, especially, like, the reason why I think that this movement at this time has been so different than, like, times before this is because of, like, the circumstance of the world that we're in right now, like, with, like, the whole pandemic thing and people losing their jobs and all this. Like, uh, people are at a lot more vulnerable spot in their life. And so, um, there, like, this is the time where people want change because they need change because there is like so many problems in their lives right now, and you can see this like even in history too. Like, whenever there is like, whenever people are going through like hard times and things, that's when like movements like this um, can be really uh, like can bring a lot of change and things like that. Yeah. And another thing he was talking about was that the
1: Black Lives movement or matter started because of police brutality and all the extra judicial killings. But then it was just a sparking point for a bigger conversation about the different ways that African-Americans have been discriminated in the past. Like, although the conversation started with police brutality, it opened up the conversation talking about the quality of life, the terms of housing, education, healthcare, and all these different aspects of life that I don't think would have been discussed this um, openly and this at such a big scale if no one, if like this movement hadn't begun. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and I think that like, this time it's also different with the, uh, rise in like, like how they're saying, like, how the way the conversations have been different. Like this time I've seen like so many people having a lot more conversations about this and things like that. Like you really see it everywhere. And so that's why I feel like this time is different because it's really gotten more people talking about it and had a bigger, like, impact in that sort of sense where people are really educating themselves and things like that now.
1: Yeah, and I think that concludes our thoughts on this article.
0: Yeah, so my article is from the, is from the, is from a politics um, site called Five Thirty Eight. And it's basically the title of this uh, article is called The Support for Black Lives Matter Surged During Protest, But Is Waning Among White Americans. So this is a fairly recent um, article. It was written August 19th. So this article kind of goes over how um, like, in early June, when uh, the George Floyd murder happened and things like that, and the protests started, started, at that time, like many white Americans, especially white Democrats, were very involved in the protests. And a lot of white Americans also saw, um, if they were asked if racism is still a problem and if black Americans face discrimination, a lot of them said yes. And you can see that in the numbers when they were asked in surveys. But then you see, as we're getting to now, like late August, Mm -hmm. that number has gone down and also like, now at these protests that are happening still, there is less number of white um, Americans and things like that. And so um, this article kind of goes over the reason for that and why that's happening. And part of the reason is because of the coverage in the media. Like, you can see how in early June and things like that, uh, when you would turn on the news, there would just be clips after clips um, talking about the protests, talking about Black Lives Matter, talking about racism. and and things like that. But as uh, like we've gotten to now August, that coverage in the news has gone down and down and down and is is like declining. And so that's why we see also a drop in public opinion on this issue as well. And how it was different in June when it was like really prevalent to now where it's not really being talked about as much as it was then.
1: Yeah, I think at the end of the article, the author writes, this decline in public opinion is consistent with a long line of political science research that tells us that the effect of an event on public opinion tends to last only for as long as they are at the forefront of the country's collective conscience. And I think that this Black Lives Matter movement is a movement, like it shouldn't, it's not a phase where, oh, it only happened in June and now we can forget about it. Like this conversation should have started so long ago because this has been a problem throughout history starting like all the way back to when Columbus found the new world and slavery started then and the fact that the conversation took so long to begin and the fact that the stats show that white people's like white people's participation in this movement has dropped because it's not getting as much news coverage is really sad to hear.
0: Yeah, and um, I think like um, going off on that, like how it shows how important it is to keep talking about these things and making sure that we never really stop talking because we can see how um, if it's not being talked about, then people will like forget and move on. But this isn't something we should just move on from. So that's why we should just keep the conversation going. Yeah, I think this is a very important
1: conversation to carry on into the future. Yeah.
0: Um, So I think that concludes this week's podcast. Um, So thank you for listening. listening. And next time. Next time, yeah. Bye.